How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? We're back after a week off due to some interesting things that were happening around the world of sports. But we are back to talk Orange County Soccer Club with you, and we are definitely excited about that. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. The flick, and it's in. Darwin Jones with the response for Orange County. And it is a massive one. Austin Bold dominant the last seven This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast or on Facebook at Orange and Black Soccer Cast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, presented by Roughneck Scarves. We are the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I am with you each and every episode as we discuss all things Orange County Soccer Club. And joining me as he does each and every one of those episodes, we've got Dylan from County Line Coalition. Dylan, how's it going? That's well, going well. Um, I appreciate everyone. So sorry about that. Uh, I appreciate everyone ditching the State of the Union to come listen to us talk about soccer. Hey, we appreciate any and every uh, viewer and listener we can get, even if we're competing with something uh, as, I guess, important as that. Um, <laughs> no, nah, also... we're way more important. Let's be real. <laughs> hey, soccer. Soccer rules the world, right? Um, also, uh, as always, at least since the beginning of last season, we've got Alan from San Diego. Uh, Alan, how are uh, things going doing double duty now, covering or talking about two soccer teams uh, each and every week? Yeah, it's been really fun. Uh, to it's interesting to walk into places where there's a lot of soccer people and they're like, Hey, you're the guy who knows about USL. And I'm like, yes, I am like one of five people I think who know things about uh, the USL in San Diego right now. Uh, so there's a lot of learning, a lot of teaching and a lot of great discussions. And it's great to be part of that. Perfect. And we do have a special guest here to join us. Uh, and because I'm always horrible, even though I just was talking to Dylan about uh, names and hopeful correct pronunciations, I'm actually handed off to Dylan because I'm bad at this. I've messed it up every single time I've tried. So Dylan, can you welcome our guest? Yes, uh, our guest is Seth Kasipli, formerly of Reno 1868 Spain. Yes. Thanks for having no, me. I said guys. the right person, right? Oh my god! You did, you did, you did. Thanks, and that's that is the appropriate way to pronounce my last name. So kudos. It's one of those uh, when you look at the spelling of last name, unless you really know how to do it. Uh, I think there's probably about four or five different pronunciations people have probably uh, tried for that. Uh, Seth, what's the weirdest or most random pronunciation of your last name you've heard? A, I, a lot of people, because uh, it's spelled C-A-S-I-P-L-E, and a lot of people read it and then put the P before the I. It's a, it's a little strange to say Caspilly. Um, even you know, when you read it, it doesn't even read like that. So that's kind of the one that I always laugh at. Perfect. Uh, so welcome. first of all, welcome to Orange County, California. Uh, 
you know, uh, you were with Reno last season. Reno, we, we have a pretty good relationship uh, podcast wise with the guys up there. I don't know if you ever interacted with any of their pod guy, podcast guys up there, um, but you're now here in Southern California. Uh, how are you enjoying Southern California? Has the weather been treating you okay? Or uh, I think you may have brought some of the cold Reno uh, weather. With yeah, you? I think, I mean, if you can call it cold <laughs> in Reno right now, it's, it's uh, below 30s at night. So, so I'm, I'm loving it here. I mean, I walk outside in a t-shirt and everybody's all bundled up. I have no problems. Perfect. Eddie, have you made any trips to any local beaches since you've been down? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I've gone, uh, gone to Laguna beach twice. Um, uh, once was, was beautiful and sunny. And then the next it's nice and sunny, you know, kind of inland in Orange County. And then I get to the beach and it's cloudy and overcast. So that was a good little learning experience. Perfect. Now, uh, you had a pretty uh, solid season with Reno last season. I know we reached out to some of our friends up there for 1868 Weekly, uh, and they mentioned you're a a pretty solid midfielder. But uh, I think the biggest strength they also or one of the bigger strengths they were giving you as well is just you're a solid locker room presence for for a (laughs) team which maybe when you look at Orange County last year, maybe there was a little bit of that lacking, uh, maybe some sort of cohesion with the team. Um, how, what do you do to bring that type of positive locker room atmosphere to a team? Um, I mean, well, first, I, mean, I appreciate that. I'm pretty, John Macaluso runs the, the Daily Week, the, the 1868 podcast up there, and he's a good guy. Um, but my, I'd say just my, kind of my personality, like I, I want to get all the guys together and want to make sure that, you know, we spend time off the field and we get, we get to know each other um, on a personal level just so that people feel comfortable. You know, someone's having problems uh, in their life and they're unhappy and we just want to make sure that that doesn't, that doesn't roll over to on the field stuff. You know, somebody, so, something happens with family, something happens with, uh, with a loved one, making sure to be able to say, you know, hey man, is everything all right? And I think that, I think that goes a long way just in kind of being human and, and making sure that they know that, it's not not always about results and stuff that counts in terms of you know how i how i care for someone it's definitely making sure that they they're good like you know they're happy and they're they're being taken care of and um just people helping people perfect and and, you know you're jumping into a team that uh, i guess you probably would hear a lot of fans talk about midfield is probably the most solid uh position here in orange county um what do you working on or what are your plans to solidify yourself as a, a key part of that midfield for Orange County? Uh, yeah, I definitely agree. I think the midfield here is solid, a very talented group, hardworking group. Um, so I'm just making sure to try and make a good impression, make sure that um, staff and my teammates know that I'll work hard, you know, no matter what, no, you know, regardless of what form, I'll make sure that I'm running as hard as I can for the minutes that I'm, I'm given. And, um, and then, yeah, make team first, really just, if the team does well, we all do well, you know, individually and, and as a group. So, um, so just, you know, fitting in by making sure that, um, that we're on the same page. Perfect. And I, I don't want to hog all the questions. I'm going to hand it off to Dylan and or Alan, if either of you have a question for Seth here. Uh, well, well, Alan, why don't you go ahead since you are also from San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of where I was going. Uh, you played youth soccer growing up in Southern California uh, now there's kind of a growth of professional opportunities uh, in the Southern California area. How important would that have been uh, when you were growing up to see some of these professional opportunities that especially the younger um, signees that Orange uh, County has been able to bring in? What would that have meant for you uh, when you were in your youth clubs in Southern California? Um, I think it would have been massive. I mean, shout out San Diego Soccer. <laughs> that was kind of, 
that was our best view at, at like a high level really growing up. Um, and it definitely would have provided more opportunities, more motivation. I mean, there already is a bunch just because uh, Galaxy and then now it would be LAFC, but Galaxy mostly they they had their eyes down there. And so and there's such a large soccer community and a lot of competition. Um, it would have it would have been really impactful just to kind of have have a motivation to know that there is something local that you could maybe get a bite of um, other, you know, rather than having to move up North. And then like, what does this mean for you now as a professional uh, seeing some of these kids get those opportunities? Like, what are you, what, what role do you see uh, now that you're this, you know, uh, established veteran of a professional uh, soccer league? Like what role do you now see with those youth players that you get to, uh, kind of maybe take under your wing yeah yeah um it's a it's actually a really interesting dynamic because uh i'm old 26 but uh but still you know still spry and lively and i want to compete and i i, I obviously want minutes i want to make it as competitive as possible so i think it's it's trying to create an environment of of competitiveness you know, being, being hard and, and making sure that they're held accountable, but then also letting them understand exactly what it means to be playing for money. Um, I think that's my, that's the the best way to explain it. It's, it's, yeah, it's a team sport, but, but if I'm playing, that means that the guys that also play my position are not. And that's a, that's a difficult relationship to have in a locker room with a young guy that's coming in that wants to learn and he needs minutes to be able to gain experience. But it's my job to keep him off the field. So, um, so I think it's, it's definitely, it's definitely interesting. I, I like, I like being, you know, some, some kind of a model, make taking experiences and examples and trying to explain why I did something or why I didn't do something. Um, and then also understanding that, that they need opportunities and that, and then trying to, to help them make the most of those opportunities. May I hand it off to Dylan. Uh, do you have a question for Seth? Yeah, I guess I got a couple for you, Seth. Um, well, I think first off, you mentioned that you're going to run. You're going to try your hardest. I think that's going to go a long way here. I think that's something that's been missing over the last season, maybe. Um, but more importantly, where, where do you think you best fit on the pitch, um, regardless of formation? Uh, where do you think your best position is? I think my best, my best position is like a box-to-box midfielder type. Um, think my areas to improve are definitely defensively, but I'm willing to work and willing to learn. Um, but, you know, following on that trend of kind of that locker room guys, I, I'm just a um, team first, you know, I want to move the ball. I want to, I want to make everybody happy. So, um, so, and I like going forward. So I think, I think my best spot is really being able to contribute and, uh, and provide for, uh, for our attacking players. And then also love to work and track and, uh, and tackle and, and make sure that we have the ball for as long as possible. Love to hear it. My second question is not nearly as serious. What's your favorite vegetable? And, yeah. Uh, if you can give us a recipe with involving oh, it, I guess, or how you prepare favorite, it. Favorite vegetable? You know, right now, I'd say my favorite vegetable is uh, is a butternut squash, and then um, and then a butternut squash soup, roasted butternut squash soup. Just real easy. Cut it. Um, you know. Uh, season it and then you get to wait while it bakes and then throw it into a blender and and there you go you got soup actually sounds really good right now with the way the weather's been um, here in Southern California as well (laughs) 
Um, let me let me ask you this because you do have the ties with San Diego. You mentioned the soccer's. I know Aiden Quinn has the ties there as well. We we sort of joked with Aiden when he was on the show about uh, uh, maybe reenacting or, or recreating that uh, wonderful soccer video that his father was in, doing some dancing and whatnot. Uh, what can we do to to encourage us to, to maybe you and uh, Aiden could team up and get the guys together and and recreate that that awesome moment for Orange County I mean, Soccer I'll- Club. I'll have to hop on YouTube and check this out. I'm not entirely sure what you're talking about, but, um, but Aiden's a good, Aiden's a good guy. I'm sure with proper motivation, he'd be willing to get onto some kind of video and do that. <laughs> I mean, I'll bring it up. Yeah, it'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. Go check out that video. It's, it's, it's just sort of a classic. I don't know if you remember back in the eighties or if you've seen any of the eighties videos where all these sports teams were trying to do like, uh, music videos, uh, I guess, promoting teamwork or, or marketing their team like that. The Chicago, Go Bears do that in NFL, um, and, and there's a video. Uh, I'm, I'm sure Alan, uh, if if I asked him to, could find it somewhere on the interwebs there. Um, and la- last question for you, and then we'll let you go uh, for the evening. Is uh, you know, what's your go-to karaoke song if you're out f- uh, for a night of fun and you're going to go sing a song? What song would you sing? I'd have to go with uh, I can't even think of the name right now, but the the Tarzan uh, Phil Collins. Phil Collins song, like the like the main one. Um, oh man, it's it's the give name us, of it is the, escaping give me. Give us the taste of it since you can't remember that name. Oh no, 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 I don't know about that. I don't know about that. That's that, that's for a night out. Is it the? Uh, I I think I know which one you're talking about. I, I I I I'm in your same shoes. I can't quite get the name out of it, but uh, I I think I know exactly what you're talking about. We'll have to look that up and 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 post that out there. Um, once we can confirm that name, um, really quick before we, we let you head out, Seth, is there any, uh, anything you want to share with the fans, any messages, uh, or anything like that? Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Just, um, you know, I'm excited to be here. I'm, I'm thankful to the, to the club and the staff and stuff for bringing me in. I'm, I've been very, been welcomed really well. Um, and I'm excited. I think that, I think we're doing a lot of good work right now. Uh, been working hard through this first three weeks of preseason. And, and I think that, I think that everybody will be happy this year. Perfect. I, I think uh, from what we're hearing with with some of the players we've talked to and, and the front office, uh, it's it's an exciting time to be an Orange County Soccer Club fan. It looks like they're they're really trying to get some things put together. The partnership with Rangers, um, some things they're trying to do, just you know, to make the experience for fans awesome. Uh, and all the fans can check out Seth and the rest of the Orange County Soccer Club this or not this, but uh, soon here. It's about a month away, right? March sixth, which is a Friday night. Uh, come on out to Championship Soccer Stadium, cheer on Seth and the rest of Orange County Soccer Club. Um, Dylan, I'm going to let you take care of the outro because, again, I don't want to mess up a name, even though we already mentioned it multiple times on this this episode. I think I lost Dylan. That's Sipley. You'll get that. <laughs> you have so many weeks. There we go. Yeah. I'll, I'll, you know, I will, I promise by the end of the season, I will have it perfect. I will have it down. Um, we've had a few players since we started this podcast where uh, it takes me a few weeks to, to get it down. Even though you've told me it, I, I'm just, I'm bad. At Ask anyone that listens to our show. I'm bad at uh, pronunciations every once in a while. No, no so, worries. No worries. <laughs> so Seth Kasipli, uh midfielder for Orange County Soccer Club. Thank you for joining us and you have yourself a great evening. Thanks guys. Thanks for having me on. I'm really excited. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, so there we go. Dylan Allen, um, midfielder that has joined our club for this season, uh, joining us from our, our, you know, good friends up there North uh, in Reno. Uh, and again, uh, speaking with Brad uh, from 1868 weekly, he had nothing but great stuff to say about, about Seth that um, 
especially the that he's a great teammate um, and that he's going to help set up his new teammates, or at least when he was in Reno, he was great at setting up his teammates uh, for some positive outcomes. How excited are you, Alan, uh, that Seth is jumping into that midfield? Um, again, it's a, it's a tough position to come in, but I, I, it sounds like he's ready for the challenge and hopefully uh, it's a positive impact for the team, right? Uh, yeah, I think um, one of the things that was a little bit of an issue last year was a little bit of midfield depth, um, trying to find the right guy for the right space. Um, and when that kind of clicked toward the back end of the season, people kind of figured out their roles. Um, Forrester moved back, allowed Aiden Quinn to not have to be as as offensively minded. And I think that kind of helped him a little bit. Um, the way that I think the West is going to to play this year, you're going to need lots of midfield depth both offensively defensively guys who can bring the ball forward to allow the you know your front three guys to really attack the goal um and those box-to-box midfielders i think are going to be really important in the west um because you gotta you're gonna have to control the midfield um these long balls over the top for people to chase down uh can, can be effective at times but i think you know the, the western teams um are gonna try and put five six guys forward and you're gonna need those uh, those offensive midfielders to really to really compete this year, I think. And then uh, let me jump to you really quick, Dylan. Um, you know, last season, uh, the team comes into the you know training camp. You have Aiden Quinn, you have Christian Duke, you have Charlie Adams who had joined the team last season. And then you had a few young guys that were thrown in there. And, and, you know, you can even throw in like a Liam Trotter who was, I mean, think more of a midfielder than a defender, even though there was a lot of times last season or not a lot of times, but there were some times last season where he was playing more back in a a defensive uh, center back role. Um, It didn't quite work out. Injury to Christian Duke. um, Charlie Adams never quite found his fit with the team. So they had to rely on a young, you know, trialist straight out of college in like Danny Crisostomo um, in the midfield. Uh, you know, looking at the the roster this year, you got Aiden Quinn, of course, coming back, and now you have someone who's a solid producer there in, in Seth up in Reno or coming from Reno. Um, are you a little bit more um, positive or excited about the way the midfield is shaped up, or uh, is there still more that needs to be done to maybe complete it? I mean, losing Christian Duke is a big, for lack of a better word, loss. Um, that's a big hole to fill. I, I think that, that Danny and Seth will do a good job. Um, I'll be tag team in that. And then I think uh, the kids from, from Rangers will hopefully kind of fill in the rest of it. But it's, uh, I, I don't know what to expect yet. And I, I haven't been able to see the team play. Um, and usually we don't even start signing people by this time of the year. So I think in the next couple of weeks, We'll probably have a really clear idea of just how strong we're going to be, and it's a thirty, you know, thirty plus week uh, season. So you need those guys, and barring any freak accidents, hopefully everyone's fit for all thirty plus weeks. So Seth, be careful when you're walking off the training pitch. Everyone else too. Seriously. Yeah, no slipping. Um, and I don't remember what the injury was, but no slipping and injuring your arm or. Um, any part of your body really is we, we want a nice healthy team coming into the season. Um, And and I think we're all hoping for a little bit stronger of a start than we had last season. I think it took about half a season. I remember all last season on our podcast, we kept saying, you know, there's still time, there's still time, there's still time. And then when you got to about the one third 
of the way through the season mark to about the halfway through, then I think we all started worrying a little bit, like, were they waiting too long to turn on? Luckily they turned it on. They made a run. They got into the playoffs, just, you know, sputtered a little bit there uh, at the end when we got to the playoffs. Um, So hopefully you come out stronger this season uh, and, and you, you know, jump on towards the top and, and you're not clawing your way back up for this whole second half of the season. Right. Yeah. I think, uh, one thing that Coach Cloutier talked about last year was the first 10 games. Like, at the end of the first 10 games, you have a better understanding where teams are going to be. Um, it's always important like, to get out to a good start. Um, but I also think in a small way, like, if things aren't clicking right away, there's no reason to to uh, push the panic button uh, because you do have quite a bit of a season to get back into it. Uh, there's going to be lots of ups and downs with teams. I mean, we saw what happened in New Mexico last year. Uh, that started out hot and kind of faded toward the end. That's what RSL used to do. Um, not RSL, the other one, Monarchs. That's what the Monarchs used to do, start hot and die away. Uh, so I think that first 10 games is kind of that period of time where you're seeing the team come together. And it took a little bit longer than that last year with Orange County. It took a lot longer than that last year with Orange County with a really turnaround at the end. So if things aren't clicking quite right away, uh, you got to tr- trust that coaching staff is going to figure that out and, and start to make those corrections. Uh, like they've seeming to have done, seemingly to have done last year, uh, with just trying to find that right combination and right amount of players, and then you got injuries and such. But uh, yeah, don't pa- push that panic button right away. But it would be nice uh, to come out a little bit hotter and get a few points under the belt because that's maybe what separates a home playoff game at the end of the season from playing on the road. Perfect. Um, so. Let's jump onto this because Dylan sort of, uh, I believe, brought up the uh, Rangers uh, low knees that were getting. It was announced just a few days ago that Rangers uh, had a few new players joining, or sorry, Rangers. Orange County had a few players uh, coming over from Rangers on loan. Um, and let's see, what are the names here? We got Danny Finlayson uh, or Finlayson. I, I, I'm not really up to scottish pronunciation if if that is in fact a scottish name or irish name or whatever um i apologize if i butcher uh matthew uh, shields and cammy palmer um let's let's just go straight at this right gentlemen uh what do you know about any of these guys if anything uh I'll start with you dylan if dylan's there i think we lost dylan no okay i'm here um well they're they're young um, that's, I think the biggest thing is, are they proven over a 30 plus week season? Um, I think Palmer is probably going to be the best option. Uh, it seems like he's the most true of the group, uh, captained, um, some of the youth teams. I, I'm curious to see how they end up doing, um, over the course of this kind of season and how much they kind of grow. I don't know what to expect. Defending is not really a game for young people. I think we saw that last year with Hugo Ariano. Um, I think it's kind of the reason that Michael Orozco is so good at defending is the fact that he's 32, 33 years old. Uh, that Walker Hume only got better the longer his career went on from when he was 23 when he first showed up to when he was 26 at the end of last year, um, barring that, that game in Salt Lake. Um, I, I don't know what to expect. Hopefully, the change of scenery is good and it inspires them. And I think having that pedigree 
and, uh, and a high level of experience already is going to be enough for us, at least. Hopefully, um, let me go to you really quick, Alan. Do you know anything about any of these three names? Have you heard, seen, watched anything out of these uh, these three young players that are coming over from Rangers? Uh, I haven't done a whole lot of research on them. Um, I think one of the benefits of having some younger players that clearly have been identified as um, worthy enough to sign with Rangers uh, is uh, you're probably increasing the amount of, of speed on the pitch um, and maybe that they can use that to make up for maybe some of their positional errors. They maybe can get back into position quicker uh, because they're maybe a little bit more athletic than some of the previous center backs uh, and back line we've had. But I mean, if we, if we put our faith in some of the veterans that are in the team still, um, I think that those things can be learned kind of quickly. Um, and if looking around the league and seeing uh, the Monarchs goaltender or Aaron Cervantes or Christian Prana, Prano um, show up and be able to compete, I think if one of these three guys really uh, can put in a shift like that, I think that's going to be a positive for the team. That kid's going to get development um, in, an, in a team that really focuses on youth development and has set up their system to kind of coach younger players along. Uh, so, I mean, I think it's worth taking a shot. Um, and I think you have to put faith in the system that you have in place that you can get those kids to where they need to be if they're not. And, and I mean, really to think about it, right. We're looking at this partnership. Uh, Orange County had a partnership with LAFC for a couple of seasons. Didn't really pan out. Didn't really get any help out of that or any positive outcomes out of that for the most part. Um, you have this now partnership with Rangers. Seems like a little bit more of a solid partnership. Uh, and, and again, we talked about it with James when he joined us from heart and hand uh, a couple weeks ago. It's not that same uh, partnership with LAFC or the way it was with LAFC with Rangers. Cause you're not going to have this back and forth throughout the season. Uh, we, you know, Dylan and I, and I think Alan, you've even joined in this at some point, uh, the Alex Cronali loan a couple seasons ago was really hard because there was at some point in, in that loan where he's going back and forth, where I think his heart was with MLS and he sort of lost that desire, uh, to succeed with orange County, which is understandable for a player that is striving to get to the top of their game. Um, but it doesn't really help out a team like orange County. So with this, you have these younger players coming over from, uh, one of the top clubs of all time in the world, Rangers FC, they have a pretty well um, established youth system out there where they're getting players, they're developing them. Uh, and this is an opportunity for those players to get some first time, uh, uh, first team minutes uh, with Orange County. Um, yeah, there, there's, it's really hard to figure out uh, what the benefit's going to be or what these players will be able to do uh, against grown men in USL Championship. Uh, I did reach out to James uh, when they announced or when the announcement was made about these three players just to get a quick idea of what to expect or what, I guess, a quick scouting report for these three players. Uh, he he did some um, research for us, reached out to a couple or to a, a gentleman that follows the youth program there at Rangers, and he did come back. Uh, with some information. So we look at Cami Palmer, who I think from what I'm reading, he's probably the the most ready to step in, or uh, I guess the best out of the three, if we could say that. Um, the message for Cami Palmer is a very good midfielder who does a bit of everything, but uh, would say is at his best breaking up a play, 
Um, he has played for Northern Ireland, but is also eligible uh, for Scotland and Canada on the international level. Uh, Matthew Shields uh, is a powerful left back who loves to get forward, uh, and he's been capped with Scotland and Ireland at the youth level. Um, so you look at a player like that. I mean, left back is sort of a position of need for Orange County, so we may be seeing uh, Matthew out there quite a bit. And then uh, Danny uh, fin- Finlayson, I guess. I, 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 we're going to have to figure out how to pronounce that uh, when we get a chance to speak to these three gentlemen. Uh, but that he plays uh, center back and right back, was a captain of the under-18 team that won the league and cup double. Um, so maybe there's a chance to see if he can use his voice on the field. So um, from what we could tell, we got two defenders and a midfielder, but uh, it seems like Cami Palmer is more of that defensive uh break up the play type midfielder, which, you know, it's, it's good to have there. Um, does that change your thoughts on, on any of these three players with just that brief scouting report, Dylan? Or um, is it, is it, you got to wait to see what they can do out there on the, on, on the pitch. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is what do they do here? It's a big change, um, right? They can't drink here. There's sun. There's a high view index. They're 6,000 miles from home. Um, and even at the reserve level, playing in America is very, very different from playing in Scotland and playing in the lower leagues in England. So it's going to be Agreed. interesting. And they're going to be playing against grown men and their they're children. Look at them. It's it's scary. Um, Alan, any last thoughts on these three loanies before we uh, move on? No, I just, uh, you know, I think as supporters, it's important to uh, to encourage those players along and, um, you know, realize Dylan's right. There are really, really far away from home trying to be professionals in a, a career that's really kind of difficult and cutthroat at times. So, you know, supporters, we want to make sure that, you know, our, our team feels supported and, you know, they're, they're, they're on loan, but, you know, it's, it's our job to make sure that they feel welcome and, feel you know that support from from game one i think that could go a long way to help with some of that stuff uh so it's uh something to keep in mind that maybe you know they are still kids and that you know we all play a part in hopefully bringing them along and giving them uh you know a reason to grow and, and play and I think, um, you know, Orange County Soccer Club, County Line Coalition, uh, the fans there at Championship Soccer Stadium, I, I think as long as these players come in and uh, try and, and, you know, don't look like they're just there trying to cash checks, I, I think the fans will get behind them, um, help support them. I, I, it's a really good group of fans there, um, especially, you know, County Line Coalition and, you know, the, the season ticket holders that come out to matches, pretty supportive of the players, as long as they're they're giving it their all and they're not um, – you know, half-assing it out there on the pitch. Um, another bit of news that came out from that announcement with the three low knees is that Orange County's uh, Francis Jacobs is going to be traveling uh, out to uh, play with the Rangers under 16, U16 team, um, playing in the, I guess it's the Alcus International Cup. Um, Rangers won that last season. So uh, Francis Jacobs is going to get a chance to uh, compete with, uh, Rangers have seen in, in a competitive uh, format there. And um, Dylan, what are, what are your thoughts? Uh, do you expect Francis to get a lot of uh, opportunity there? Or is it more uh, maybe just an opportunity to get the experience to train and, and work and possibly uh, get on the pitch out there? Um, 
it's again, knowing what we know about uh, the Alcus International Cup, which is to say nothing because <laughs> I really don't follow youth uh, reserve level things. It, it's hard to say whether or not the experience of just training with uh, Rangers is really going to make a difference here. I think he'll probably get some playing time. I assume some sort of agreement was made there to where he will get some minutes at some point in that cup. I don't know if that means it's at the beginning or uh, you know the whole time or when it doesn't matter. Uh, but there's there's no sense in sending him out to Scotland and then all the way out to Qatar just for him to sit on the bench. Uh, ride the pine, I think is the term. What about you, Alan? Uh, any thoughts on, on that? Or is it just too difficult really to tell? Uh, with our lack of youth uh, soccer in Scotland and Europe and in general. Uh, I just think it's a, a cool experience to even think about that. That gives another reason for uh, developing soccer players in Southern California to sign with Orange County is they have this opportunity to like go literally go play in Europe in like by signing in a team in their backyard. Uh, I just think, it, it opens up a world of opportunities and makes teams attractive, um, not just for what they bring on the pitch, but what they can offer um, with connections to other teams that they might not get otherwise. Uh, so it's just one more selling point uh, that Orange County can can chalk up to um, to recruit some younger talent. Say, hey, we'll sign you, we'll train you, we'll send you to Scotland, you'll play with us. All right, let's continue. Hopefully. I just think it's another recruiting tool that I think you can bring in some young talent. And it seems to be um, that's what uh, the team wants to do is sign some veterans and sign some young talent, uh, train them up, and hopefully sell them off. Um, it's, a, it's a good model. Um, and they're just continuing to uh, impress with their ability to uh, attract and target youth players and really grow that part of USL. And apologies. All right. So apologies for those of you uh, watching on the live feed, having some technical difficulties here. So apologies for that. Or if you're listening on the podcast, you'll probably hear this as well. So again, apologize for any technical difficulties we are having with the feed here. Um, but yeah, so I, 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 we were talking sort of about Francis Jacobs uh, getting the opportunity and, and Alan mentioned sort of this opportunity now for youth players in, um, in Southern California, right? Uh, it, it's basically, you look at it, it's, it's not just Orange County talking the talk, but they're actually walking the walk. They're providing these opportunities. What, what other club is going to provide in, in America or even in Southern California is to provide a 14 year old, an opportunity to travel to, Europe to Qatar uh, and and play and train with a top notch club in Europe. Uh, it, it's it's a really unique opportunity, um, and I think part of why um, players are really really looking at Orange County as a destination. Um, and, and part of that you look at is another recent signing that Orange County announced. Um, I need to pull up because I don't have the name right in front of me because of these technical difficulties. Um, but this is the young man who was playing in NCAA and decided, you know what, I'd rather take my chances or I'd rather uh, take this opportunity to go pro and see what that could do to help, um, you know, in my goals to achieve 
stardom in soccer. Um, do either of you have the name in front of you? Because I'm just blanking right now and I can't find it on my on my feed. Um, Sam Gomez. Is that it? Yeah. All right, I'm going to rely on you, Dylan. Go for it. Well, he, what do you want to know? I mean, he went to... Um, God, I, I can't. I honestly don't Is even it know. North Carolina, right? Oh, you're thinking of Blake Malone. Blake Malone, um, yes. Blake Malone. Came, yeah, okay. Well, I was thinking of the guy that came in from the trial, which is Sam Gomez. Uh, who's at CSUB? No, Blake Malone. Um, I feel like I kind of pointed this out after Seth posted something on Instagram a week or two ago. Um, tagging Blake Malone and another player in there. But I'm fine with us taking these young guys, right? Um, if he's fresh out of college and he's, he's given that up, he's got to prove himself at this level. I think he's probably good enough to play at this level. He might be more of a depth option based on some of the other news we've heard this week. But I think the biggest thing is he's going to try, and um, maybe that's more than we could have said uh, last year. Um, but like Alan mentioned earlier, the athleticism should be a, a pretty, pretty helpful part of that as well. Well, and it's it's very interesting that you get that. I mean, this is someone that's, I believe, on scholarship uh, at a major program in the United States decides, you know what, uh, I'm going pro, even if it's a, a second division team, I'm going to go pro because that's going to provide me with the best opportunity uh, for my future as a soccer player. What do you think of that, Alan? Um. Yeah, I think um, I think Orange County is going about things kind of the right way for where they are and where they are. Um, they're not going to be able to splash tons of, tons of cash. So you do have to get creative and who you want to bring in and give people opportunities to be professionals. Um, it's one of the things that uh, the coaching staff and the uh, ownership, when you talk, talk to them, it's something that's really important to them is they, they really try to identify talent anywhere they can find it and really try to bring them in. Uh, the, the age really doesn't matter. And they are really focusing on trying to build through the youth, uh, which is, uh, is super smart. Um, there's a lot of untapped potential. Uh, you can avoid a lot of the MLS homegrown shenanigans by being creative with who you sign and giving professional opportunities right away. Uh, and then you can kind of control that player's um I don't want to say their destiny, but you you really put them in a position to be successful, and then both the player and the club gets to benefit from that. Uh, there's a benefit to the club financially, hopefully eventually, and there's also a benefit to the player for getting into a professional organization sooner than they might have uh, otherwise. No, definitely. Um, and then Dylan, you mentioned uh, the lone trialist to, I guess, get an invite to the preseason and and try and make the club, I guess, uh, and look at it. Uh, was it Sam Gomez, you said? Um, what are your thoughts there? I mean, I, I, we've seen over the last couple of seasons, we've seen players that came in basically out of nowhere, uh, got a roster spot and performed, you know, at least well above expectations. Uh, what, what we had coming in, you know, last season, you had someone like a uh, Danny Chrysostomo, um, the previous season, you had someone like a Giovanni Ramos Godoy, who sort of just came in and, and put in the work and got opportunities and, and took advantage. Um, what are your thoughts on, on that? Is this going to be another uh, similar scenario where we're going to get a player that sort of came out of nowhere and is contributing, or is this maybe uh, too deep of a team for something like that to happen? I, I think he's 
maybe more of one of the depth options, maybe closer to how we had um, Giovanni Ramos Godoy the last two seasons, rather than someone that's going to come in um, like uh, Chris Ostomo. And I do think uh, without that Christian Duke injury that we really don't see much, uh, if any, of Danny Chrysostomo last season. Um, coming from a little bit smaller of a school in Bakersfield, but playing good minutes um, doesn't do much, it seems, in the attacking side of things. But holding midfielders uh, <laughs> are important, and I think the more we have, the better, because that's a position where you're picking up a lot of knocks and guys are getting yellow card suspensions throughout the course of the season. So, you know, the more the merrier, and seems like um at least from the comments that i've seen on social media he was far and away the best player at the tryouts um and it seems from the little i've seen that that he's working hard at this level to try and make the team so you know all i can really ask for is guys that are going to try week in week out um and you know these young guys that's what they're going to do no definitely um yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things where you have some good depth. You're having a player, but who knows? I mean, again, I don't think any of us expected uh, Danny Crisostomo to come out and have the type of seasons he had last season. Uh, I don't think any of us expected Giovanni ramos Godoy to have what, the season he had his very first season and, and the contributions he made to Orange County in those opportunities. Um, so who knows what's going to happen there? Uh, but, you know, it, it's it's a good story. It's one of those good, the, those feel-good stories you're going to have with uh, – a player coming in, trying out for the team and getting his opportunity. Um, and those are the type of players you like because they're going to put in, they're going to try hard. They're going to be those guys that, you know, this is sort of a, I don't know, uh, a, 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 an awesome opportunity, I guess. Uh, and they're going to come in and put in their work and they're going to give it their all, which is awesome. I mean, I, I go back to thinking about that, that movie uh, Rudy about the, the, the kid that goes to Notre Dame as a walk on tries to make the team. Um, you know, gave, put his heart out there, just wore his heart on his sleeve. And, and, you know, even though he didn't show up tremendously on the stat sheets, I mean, it's, it's an awesome story. So hopefully, you know, another diamond in the rough, like we've been finding these last couple seasons. Um, what else do we have? Uh, I, I think we've covered all the major roster moves or is there anything else you guys can think of? I know um, there was some news coming out of Europe about a, a former Rangers player that was playing like in South End United or something like that. Um, that is supposed to be coming to Orange County, but I haven't heard anything from the club officially. So I don't know if we want to hold off on talking about anything like that until there's an official announcement. Let's dive right in with it. Come on. Let's, let's break go, that. Okay. News. Go for it. Dil- hey, dive into it. Dylan. Let's hear it. All right. Well, he played at the weekend. Um, South End United is maybe not the, best place at the moment or haven't been for five ish years now um he left rangers uh around the same time i think as harry forrester went south united he's been there since um looks like they uh it's unclear whether or not he canceled his contract or um orange county is paying some sort of fee my guess is that uh he canceled his contract but rob kiernan who's a uh pretty experienced center back which is a needed position of ours um i think this is one of those moves where other than harry forrester now you have a, a slightly older um experienced player who's you know obviously not from england um or not from from california so you've got the richard chaplow who's who's been there and and he's successfully integrated 
here and made himself a home and and hopefully Rob Kiernan does the same while still being able to relate um with some of those younger kids uh whether now, or not they're from Rangers or not really quick you mentioned that he played this weekend now uh, how does the transfer window work for USL is is I mean because I know most leagues they the transfer window closes um at the end of January I know a couple leagues keep it open so I mean if you played this weekend does that mean um, something fell through or I mean what's the thoughts there well I think let me see what day it actually was uh yeah it seems like he'd secured a move away he could have played on a non-contract basis um I okay know that, that is technically allowed um but his manager's Sol Campbell who uh you know Seth Kasipley might oh. know oh, oh okay. yeah, we're yeah, not allowed to mention that, that name but... cannot mention that name on here buddy you cannot mention the name I know we're not a Tottenham podcast but you know I'm a Tottenham fan. You cannot mention that name. And, it's so and... hard to trigger you. Uh, anyway, so Sol Campbell's the manager of South United, and um, Judas. He he asked him to play one more time, uh, and said that he he did. Uh, he played at the weekend for them, and that he probably is on his way out here. I I know there was the, the reports or or something that that Sol Campbell actually said. Hey, he's heading out to Orange County. And I think the report said Orange County FC, or I don't know if that's the one that did. There was, there was a couple of reports that I found uh, scoping through the different, uh, you know, news articles. And one mentioned Orange County FC, one more mentioned Orange County FC. Our, our good friend, Andy, who was on a couple of weeks ago, did mention, I doubt it's FC because it's pretty much then you're an amateur. You're not really signing a contract. Uh, and the news reports were mentioning to sign with Orange County. Uh, and it could just be, you know, Anywhere else but, like, I think America and maybe Australia, they call it FC. They wouldn't use SC. Uh, so uh, who knows? Um, but, yeah, um, I know that was one of the ones, you know, because he has Ranger ties. I reached out to James from Heart and Hand, um, and he mentioned, you know, I guess when he was with Rangers, it was a few years back. Um, he sort of did a comparison of maybe he's like a defensive Harry Forrester uh, in the eyes of Ranger fans. Um, so Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, but, they have the same yeah. agent, so it's not a, a big surprise that they'd be here together. But it was a few years back that he played for Rangers, so there's definitely opportunity to grow uh, as a person in there. Just, you know, hey, it is what it is. I, I sort of said, hey, so is it sort of like a Liam Trotter type player? Um, and, you know, it wasn't quite, I think, there. I, I don't know. It, we'll have to see what happens um, and, and what happens when he, if he hits. The pitch for Orange County that's still up in the air of what's going on because of all these weird things. So what's awesome about, um, you know, soccer, you know, you got Europe and, and America. It's such a, a distance where you're going to get these communication differences. And maybe it's something that's supposed to still be on the down low. But, you know, in in England or Scotland or wherever he's at, they're they're announcing things because that's. You know, who cares what uh, the lowly people in Orange County think of? Uh, so, yeah, um, potential roster addition there, defensive player, which is desperately needed for Orange County heading into the season for the home opener on March 6th. Um, any other roster stuff for us to really discuss right now? Or have we covered pretty much everything that, that's been announced or rumored up until this point? I think we've gotten it, right? I think that's it, yeah. Just, you know... Gio Ramos Godoy is obviously not coming back. He's been uh, trialing out there with uh, Phoenix, or did he sign yet? I'm not sure if he's signed, but it definitely seems like he might be a little bit more than just a trialist. Who knows? They have a very stacked 
midfield and attack, even with loss of Adam Johns. So, yes, I don't know. He might not see very many minutes, but. You know, I, I just got to call this out right now because we are live here in California. It's what, 930 our time. There's actually someone, uh, if they're being honest, uh, that just popped onto our YouTube comment uh, saying hi from um, Inverness, Scotland. If, if I'm saying that correctly. So hi, Matt. Uh, thanks for listening out there in Scotland uh, early in the morning um, to the Orange Black Soccer Cast. Sorry, Dylan, to cut you off on there, but I just thought that was a pretty neat thing to see uh, uh, someone up and early in Scotland listening to us. It's the world's game. Is what it, are they doing listening to us? No, it's probably the same guy that tweeted at us earlier. So um, let's do this then. Uh, is there any other important soccer news we need to get to before we sort of wrap things up here? Yeah, Michael Seaton scored a goal on his debut with Victoria Combs. Um, Makes me sad, but... It wasn't the winning goal because their defense decided to let another one in, but they got a much-needed three points. Um, so kudos to Mike. I already miss him. Uh, I don't know. Alan will probably want to talk about that team slightly to the south of us. He finally looks up, yes. Oh, I'm, I'm going to bring this up in random thought, but something amazing happened in the soccer game. So I was <laughs> alerted me to a highlight. That's amazing. So I'm going to talk foreshadowing to random thought. Um, if we had yeah, commercial breaks, first, that would be perfect. We'd go game. to a commercial break and they come yeah. back and hear what Alan's awesome right, uh, soccer thing is. I know they played the first game. Um, Phoenix fans must be excited about the soccers. They should, right now they're, now they're in doing uh cheering sections for the Phoenix coyotes. Um, which, the Sabdor. Yep. Uh, no, no other so- soccer news um, that I care to bring up here. Perfect. Then we go to our favorite segment <laughs> of every episode, our random thoughts. Um, should we get go straight to Alan since he sort of teased his exciting soccer news, or should we go to Dylan and hear what he wants uh, to bore us with in the world of literature? I'll let you pick, Alan. Well, speaking of Boris, uh, it's a shout out to a soccer player named Boris Pardo. Um, He scored a goal tonight in the soccer's game, and that might not sound shocking unless you know he's the goalie, and he threw the ball the length of the field and scored a goal, his first career goal. Yeah, some of the indoor soccer arena has like slightly shorter fields that – Soccer goalies can throw the length of the pitch, and uh, they pulled their attack. Uh, the goalie was a sixth attacker for uh, the team they were playing, um, and Boris Pardo scored, I believe it's his first MASL career goal uh, tonight with a pitch-long throw into the back of the net to secure, a, I believe, a 9-6 to six win. Uh, for the soccer tonight. So that's my <laughs> random thought. Yeah, I, I got a notification Did that you- that happened, and I was like, what? I was like watching it like 10 times. Now, did you tweet anything about this out to the Phoenix fans just to see what they thought of uh, this type of play and the scoreline and whatnot, that it's uh, maybe they would uh, complain that it's not real soccer. So you no, can't count it Kev- as a soccer goal. Kevin from PRFC show says he likes coconut cookies. So I don't trust their judgment at all. What's wrong with coconut cookies? Coconut is disgusting. Don't put them on my cookie. <sighs> You you know what? Okay, uh, we'll talk about it when we get to random thoughts. Dylan, or we're in random thoughts, but I'm going to go to Dylan first, anyways. Dylan, go. Didn't you just get Alan's random thoughts? So I, I'm going second. Yeah, you're going second. 
Okay. Keep um, up, Dylan. Keep up. Just confused by your. I know I'm confusing tonight. Anyway, um, you know, there's always a poem, right? And then usually some accompanying thought. This poem is called "Graduation." It's by Edward Kunz, which is K U N Z. Um. Dun, 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 dun. What are you doing over there? Are you singing? Is this a yeah. singing podcast now? It is a singing podcast now. Gross. Um, my other thought is that we should all be good to each other um, because I know there's going to be so much hostility this season with the addition of a team in San Diego. Um, talking trash at uh, Los Dos is fine because you know they're like 18 uh, and they don't That's have any landfill. real fans. And yes, Carson is a landfill. Um, but you know, we're all supporters of a what is still definitely a fringe sport here in the US, and we don't even like the big league of it. We like the smaller league with its weird <laughs> intricacies. It's all a game, and uh, we're all basically the same people. So um, think twice before you send some inflammatory tweet or something. I don't know. Why? Who's been who's been uh, harassing you on on social media, Dylan? No one. I I don't really post, so it's always supportive. Um, you can talk trash to Nisa though, because you're right, Alan. They don't count. They're they're committed to bringing soccer to 185 or something uh, major metropolitan areas without soccer by putting uh, professional soccer teams in metropolitan areas that already have professional soccer teams. Now, is Just that good to one another? Read, graduate, are you gonna, are you gonna... and be good to each other. I... How are you dissing Nissa? Isn't that she should you not be doing that? Man. Um, let's get to this. Uh, first and foremost, gotta say, you know, amazing goal this weekend for my Tottenham Hotspur, Steven Bergvine on his debut. If you haven't watched the goal, go look it up. Just super awesome. Off the chest, follies it into the net from about 18 yards out. Can't be any more beautiful for a debut goal there. Um, on that. Um and then Dylan, I'm sorry. I'm mean, sorry, Dylan. Alan, do not diss coconut. Coconut is awesome. Um, go out and try an Idaho spud candy. It's basically like a marshmallow type filling with chocolate around it and then coconut uh, flakes all around the outside. It's the best candy. Unfortunately, it's very difficult to find unless you're in Idaho because it's, I guess, a local candy company up there in Idaho. One of my favorite candies ever. Um, so if you get a chance, go try that out. Eat your vegetables. Yeah, eat your vegetables. Go eat some uh, butternut squash soup. Uh, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, go check earlier into our episode uh, where our wonderful guest shared his recipe for butternut squash soup. What was our guest's name, Dylan? Seriously? Seth, seriously. seriously. You got to try at some point. I, never I, did, I did. I did. I did. Let's um, see Seth Kasipley. You got it down, Alan. I got it down, man. You're you're too good for us. I'm just, I'm too good for you, man. Um, Perfect. I I think. Capsule. Capsule. Capsules. I, 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 you know, you look at that name. I, I, I can, I can see why people mess it up, but you know. He's never going to speak to us again. I'm so sorry, Seth. (laughs) He seemed like he was fine with it. And there's some crazy noise going outside of our studio here right now. Uh, as I'm talking to you. So I, I think we need to wrap things up um, really quick before we do. I want to thank everyone that has uh, that, that listened to this episode and to all of our past episodes. 
Uh, if you're, a, you know, someone that's been listening to us since day one, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Um, we do this because of people like you that want to hear what we have to say about soccer, Orange County Soccer Club, and then a bunch of random uh, weirdness that we talk about. If you're a brand new listener, um, like, you know, our, our listener, Matt, on YouTube today out there in Scotland on the night shift, uh, come back. We're, we're on every single Tuesday, uh, 8.30 California time, or you can look for us on podcast format. Uh, that way, if you're on the night shift, you can just listen to our podcast while you're, you're trying to kill some time because you're bored. Um, go to our website, OCSCpodcast.com to see e- or to find every single episode and also read what we have to say news-wise. Um, we try to stay up to date on that, although, you know, we all have lives outside of podcasting and sports, soccer coverage. Uh, so, but we do our best. Um, what else? What else? Anything else that I got to say before we head out? Oh, one thing I do want to mention is, uh, we do have a new sponsor, uh, that's covering us part of the BGN network uh, sponsorship. Um, So let me read this out. Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your club or your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team. Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com. That's I C A R U S F C. Dot com. Is that how you say it? I, I'm, I'm probably pronouncing it completely wrong. Yeah, it's Icarus. Um, Icarus. There we go. Icarus. There we go. Icarus FC. It pays um, to read. Again. It really does. I don't read enough, apparently. Um, for Dylan, for Alan, this is Ray Samora, the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. And I just got to cue up our outro music. And we are out. You have been listening to the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. For the latest Orange County SC news and information, visit our website, OCSCpodcast.com. Also, thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com.